0: Oh, my God, I got a hairball. Go dying on us now. Okay. It's Friday. It's Blair and Barker. Reminder, if you're subscribing via podcast, please rate and review. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Hokies play tonight. College football season starts. They got a big one against uh, Old Dominion. Don't say that. ODU. Don't be rude, because they'll lose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They lose, I'd fire everybody. You going to be watching that game? Not a chance. I'm a front-runner. I ain't afraid to say it. They need a quarterback. They need their coach to be better. Their special teams need to be cleaned up. If those three things happen, I will watch. <laughs> if I if those three things don't happen, I'll have my dad texting me, telling me what's going on so he can yell and scream and complain because he watches every single game. That's, that's not it. That's, not it. A, that's So I live a, through him.
0: So why – Old Dominion, that's kind of a smaller school, isn't that? Is that one of those cupcake games
1: supposed should, to be? It should be, yes. Okay, yes, but it's like that uh, Jeff. It's like that Jays Pirates game.
0: That's those slam dunks. Oh boy, three in a you row. Know, you're just boat looking races. at they're it. Gonna boat it just,
1: you're just doing the backstroke, and
0: they're boat racing. Living the, the dream. I got, I got a good
1: feeling, but I think
0: the scores will be like eight nothing, seven to one. You
1: think so? Huh? Oh yeah. Oh, it'll be. uh It'll be uh, it'll be four to three pirates going into the seventh inning, and John and Pete will be over there going, "Who do I get loose? And uh, why aren't you hitting I got, the ball I'm, away?" but
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very confident. I'm confident in these three games. You are. Let's bring in Caleb Joseph, right. Blue Jays analyst. Caleb, they're going to sweep, aren't they?
1: Oh, no question, <laughs> no doubt. Uh,
2: yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> nothing in the last seven games has led us to believe anything different, right? No question. Uh,
0: how do you play it if you're the Blue Jays when it comes to pitching here? Now we know that Manoa is going to start tonight. Uh, they've got that double header. Mr. Barker did a did did a tremendous amount of work before the show to Whoa, figure yeah. out how you could come up with Gosman and Barrios pitching on the same day in that double header. Is that what, is that where you think this is going? Like John Schneider kind of hinted that he was looking at trying to figure out a way to match up to match up those guys. And you want you clearly you want Barrios against Baltimore.
2: Yeah, these games matter. And look at Brias' numbers against Baltimore. They're fantastic. I just, I don't think there's the Jays are in a position to try and mix match, maybe throw Kikuchi in there, newly uh, called up Casey Lawrence. I, I, they've got to win every game. I mean, th- the standings are just too close. And the last thing you want is to go into the last three or four days of the season, especially on the road at Baltimore, where you don't control your own destiny. You saw kind of what happened last year. When they didn't control their own destiny, it's a helpless feeling. And so, yeah, any, anytime you can get a Barrios, a Manoa, a Gosman going over a Ducucci Lawrence, I think you have to find a way to do that, even though Manoa is hitting those thresholds, mm-hmm. I can say thresholds, but just those limits where you just don't know where he's at. Uh, he, he's pitched well, but he's been fighting a lot of stuff. And this is why winning those type of games against the Chicago Cubs against the LA Angels against these little pitiful teams are so important because if you get to this point in the season and you have six or seven games, you maybe can sit Manoa one time through the order. But Blue Jays have not been able to do that, and so they're going to have to keep pushing forward with some of these big horses. I think they've got to find a way to get all three of those guys in there, no matter how the schedule kind of flips around.
1: Take us behind the scenes here. You you know, you're you're lining this up because you think those guys are going to give you the best chance to win, but that you know that makes added pressure to these guys is there a different mindset because you've been a part of this right where you've tried to skip a guy to get him to pitch against this team because you think that guy can beat this team well that adds pressure to your catcher and your pitcher is there anything to that like the mindset change between that talk that conversation or am i overthinking it
2: Uh, honestly i I think the guys know what's going on they know they have good numbers and it's it might be even easier where you know Mm. okay we got to execute our game plan we're in good shape whereas when guys go up against matchups they know aren't really favorable then it's kind of the opposite i mean reality is it it shouldn't take a good matchup to beat the Pirates, right it's not funny that we're even we're even talking about this but like if if any starter goes out there and and hits their spots and stays to their game plan, sticks to strengths and executes, they should whip the tar out of those guys. But, as we've seen, it has been tough sledding for the Blue Jays. I I pin it on the offense. If the offense would come out and score four Mm -hmm. or five runs in the first two or three innings, the dynamics of the game changes. What you said about pressure, that's a big deal, Mm -hmm. Mm Barker, when it's 0-0 in the fifth inning, and you're like, okay, I'm kind of cruising, but a solo shot might do it tonight and that's when you start to feel the pressure now if your offense is doing what they should be doing okay and they're scoring four or five six runs against pitiful pitching which they've seen to be honest with you they should have no pressure then it's like okay i got a 3 run lead game is over especially for a guy like manoa a guy like gosman but they've been playing catch up and they've been playing from behind forever and it's just exhausting it is exhausting for a pitching staff it's exhausting for a a hitting core
0: caleb it if you were John Schneider right now, would you, just, would you play Santiago Espinal every day at second base? Mm-hmm. Because we know what this team is going through. I've got to at least maximize my defense. And look, with all due respect to, to Whit Merrifield, I, I don't think he's a defender at second base. Santiago Espinal is. And I, I, need that, I need that glove in there. You know, I need that glove in there. And, and, and I'll trust Sandy to do something out of the seventh, eighth, or ninth spot.
2: Yeah, I love that point you made in uh, Jay's talk after the game on Sunday. Well, not Sunday, maybe a couple days ago, that, that, yeah, he he is a viable option. And for me, they're getting crushed on defense, okay? Five, six runs should be enough to beat the Chicago Cubs. Well, it wasn't enough because their defense took a little bit of a hit. There's always that thing when somebody's traded over. It's, like, mandatory that they play X amount to kind of satisfy the move, until you kind of get back to what is best for the team. Does that make sense? I remember we traded for a couple guys, I'm not going to name them, uh, but we traded for a couple guys years ago and they were okay, but not better than our internal options. And so there was this weird period where they had to play yet. They kind of played themselves into a bench position uh, because it wasn't suitable for the team. They've got to play good, strong, solid defense up the middle. And it's just so important not to mention Espinall, I can't remember the exact numbers, but there was a crazy stat. He actually had the longest streak in the big leagues. I think it was mm-hmm. 27 or 29 at bats without punching out without striking out. Mm-hmm. And you made a great point. This guy was an all-star and out of nowhere, his playing time just kind of zapped. I would love to see him in the lineup. I-, I think he just gives a really solid AB. And like the point you made a, a while back, those seven, eight, nine pitch ABs. And, and you had that conversation with Donaldson where he said, I was terrible at bat. I missed the second pitch mm-hmm. that, I do agree with that, but when you have an Espinal down there that is in the 8 or 9 hole potentially and he's really grinding that at-bat, I think that guy gets a little bit tired for Mr. George Springer and maybe he hangs a breaking ball when the lineup's turned over. You just never know, but he's not going to punch. He's going to give you an incredible at-bat and he's going to play solid, solid defense. He'd be my second baseman for sure.
0: Yeah, you mentioned guys that joined the team and weren't mm-hmm. better than internal guys and played themselves into a bench role. Where is Jonathan VR these days anyhow? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Go ahead, Barker.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I remember when he I remember when he came over, a really quick story, when yep. he came over, uh, like first or second game in Miami in 2020 for the Jays, mm-hmm. he made a couple of base running blunders on the field. And we had to have a moment of silence for such horrible base running at the end of the game because we were trying to tell him, dude, we don't do that. We don't just run until we're out. This isn't 12U uh, uh, of Little League baseball here. We value outs. There's only 27. But, yeah, that's what I remember most about him. Yeah. Can you
1: explain to me why, you know, we've seen Bereas make the adjustment with the glove, not moving it around as much. Why did it take so long to make that change, you think?
2: <laughs> Creatures of habit, I guess. I mean, I, 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 I would be trying anything um, sure. after after the first two or three starts that it just wasn't clicking. Now, maybe that was the end of my demise, you know, uh, as a hitter. I mean, maybe I was changing too much. There is such thing as uh, paralysis by analysis. So that thing's real where you can be changing so much that you look up and and five starts into it. You don't even know who you are. But I didn't see really anything, to be honest with you. Um, And, look, it's all about that that curve, that slider. It's a hybrid, dude. It's a slurve. I mean, it's not a straight up and down curve. It's not a slider. It's right in the middle. And it has massive break. And so when you don't have that massive break, oh man like watch out you better be able to do a number of different things and he just wasn't able to do it and where most guys start with fastball command like I honestly believe that that's true for him when he's got his fastball command he's good but when he has his curveball command his fastball command is usually behind it you know Mm -hmm. so it's 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 not fastball command then the curve I think like if his curve's good his fastball is good rarely do you see his curve not be good and the fastball is excellent. It, they kind of pair together, which is scary because those are his really two weapons. He doesn't really throw the change up much. But, hey, when it comes to making adjustments, I would have been moving all over the place as a catcher trying to get him to adjust uh, subconsciously. Uh, that's just me. But, yeah, anything, anytime you can simplify something in the windup to, to make it more repeatable, that's really good. Looks like he's done that. Hopefully he can continue. They need him, and they need him now.
0: Yeah, but I want you to put your former Orioles cap on for a minute. How how cool, all, you know, all kidding aside about the Orioles here, but how cool is it to see what's going on there right now with, you know, with with, with Rushman and now Gunnar Henderson coming up and, you know, they got a hype video out there and, um, you know, and Felix yes. Batiste and his walkout stuff, all this stuff. It's like, it, it's almost as if they've breathed life into that franchise again. And I mean, as a former Oriole, that's got to be pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah, it, it is. Um they I did not see this coming to be honest with you. And I knew they had some nice looking prospects, but I don't know. I just don't really trust those kind of prospect lists as much as most people do, I guess. But they've been exciting and goodness. I mean, Gunnar Henderson coming out and just absolutely tattooing a ball to right field. I, remember, I I listened to the show and I thought it was really cool. That was a great point. When you said I remember guys used to come up from the Jays as young prospects and hit homers. Well, we're yeah. seeing it kind of on a division rival in the AL East. It's been really fun to watch them. They've just been so pitiful for a long time. And to see that city really get energized again, it seems like they're on board. That's a really good baseball town. It's a sneaky good baseball town that a lot of people kind of overlook. But when the, when the, uh, when the Orioles are winning, when they're, when they're playing well, those fans, they show up. There's a buzz around the city. It's much like the Jays. When, when they get going and they start rolling, you see those Jays fans start to come out. They start to get a little bit rowdy, have, little, have a couple more Paps Blue Ribbon out there in the outfield and get it going. Um, but, yeah, it's it's exciting for Baltimore fans just because they endured some pitiful, I mean, pitiful oh. seasons earlier.
0: Yeah, and the other thing I like about what we've seen from Baltimore, and, and I I'm old enough to remember when guys used to come up from the minor leagues and make a difference. Like, you would bring a guy up in August, Guy would have had a good minor league season, and it would make a difference to the team going down the stretch. And you, you know, this Kevin and I have talked about this with the Blue Jays, right? They they claim Bradley Zimmer and waivers, and they bring Casey Lawrence up. Other teams like the Yankees, they're bringing you know they're bringing their top prospects up because they need them because they want them to to give them uh, to give them a bit of a jolt. Does stuff like that matter in a clubhouse when you see a guy, a minor leaguer from your organization, maybe a guy you don't know come in and help right away. Does that, does that resonate even more in a clubhouse? Maybe that this is, this is kind of one of our own dudes coming up here and doing this.
2: Yeah. Especially when they're by and far better than the people you're bringing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Where it's, it's, it's one thing to bring a guy up from, in you know, the, the internal ranks that's, that's probably just going to sit on the bench. It's another thing for somebody to be brought up because it's September and they're starting their service time clock and they are going to be the future like a Gunnar Henderson. I mean, mm-hmm. those are two totally different types of call-ups where it's like, okay, this guy could have probably been up in June or July, but we all know what happened. the a service right. time thing, that issue, and now it's time to make a push. Those are the exciting ones. I remember Manny Machado getting called up in like 2012. Yes. He could have been up in the big leagues seven, eight, nine months earlier. Yeah. I mean, go back to like the eleven season. He could have, but because of service time, they waited. And when he showed up, oh, my goodness, big shot in the arm, like this is our guy, whereas Jays are claiming Zimmer on waivers and they're bringing up Casey Lawrence. No offense to those guys. Mm -hmm. Those are the exact type of players I was. I was a 25th player, 25th man on a team. But there's something to be said about that prospect that is ready to go, that is waiting, that is part of the future. When he shows up and goes right into the starting lineup, not your 26th or 27th man, huge difference. And remember, though, Jay's had to use a lot of prospect capital to get some of these players yeah, to, to acquire different players. So it's, it's, it, that's, a, that's, that's it too. But just shows the importance of being able to have those three or four guys in the minor leagues that are on hold, ready to go, that can really give a spark to the club.
1: I want to put you on that spot just a little bit here. One player on the Jays roster who you think the last month of the season has to be huge for them to make the playoffs. One player just one mm. could be anything pitcher defender offensive yeah. player you could throw in a coach you could save manager one one person sure.
2: yeah oh man that's good I mean I, I I immediately to be honest with you go to Vladdy I I, just, I think the when he goes they go mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it has to do with Springer's health if Springer's not healthy like uh-oh big time Uh oh if something happens with his health uh-oh so it's not necessarily a matter of him playing huge but just being in the lineup but again i think joe's going to do a really nice piece uh tomorrow uh settle on blue jay central on vladdy and his swing he is just so steep right now we've seen him trying to get the ball in the air when he when he is right he can carry a team and you just need that thump in the lineup i would also go to Barrios to be honest with you i mean he he you've got to have that guy in the lineup especially if sorry sorry rotation especially if mitch white is is not going to yeah. appear to be much better than kikuchi mm, yeah well it's just a fifth starter who cares but i mean you're talking about needing w's from barrios from gosman and manoa almost every night from here on out to to not get mm-hmm. stuck in that position late in the season so i guess if i had to pick one of one of each i'd go I'd go Guerrero and Barrios. I mean, they've got to be the guys for me to really carry the team and step up. Now I will say, I think it's massive. If John Schneider can get this team to stop beating themselves. I mean, just stop beating themselves. These little silly plays here and there that are making massive impacts on the result. I think those three guys are going to be the key. That's just my opinion. Okay. You said steep. Explain that. Well, what it means is his bat is moving down and to the left. Like, So that is a down and across swing ton of ground balls. So uh, remember the plane of the ball is coming in slightly downward because of the raised mound. The ball is coming in downward. If you are swinging on a downward plane, if you draw two lines from the mound to home plate and then from his bat down, you're going to find one intersecting point. And if you don't hit that one intersecting point perfectly, it's most likely going to be a foul off or it's a ground ball, and I think Joe's going to talk about the numbers. The numbers on ground balls that he have hit, has hit this year are massive. Leads the league in grounders for a long time, and when Gladys hitting it on the ground, he can hit it 108, and still get a hit, but we want that ball in the air at 108 miles an hour. So what does he have to do? Get on plane, not so steep with that path, but try and get more level, which is actually a little bit of an uppercut to match the plane, of the ball that the pitcher is throwing on and get that ball in the air. You saw him kind of do that swing up motion with his front hand, trying to get that back path going yep. next A B, B fly ball to right field Homer. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just that guy. He's unreal. If he can quit being so steep, he can get the ball on plane. Sorry, the bat on plane and get that ball in the air. I think he's just late. I think you're steep when you're late. I don't Me think too. it's a natural swing. Mm-hmm. If you're late, you're going to back off. You're going to, you're going to pull the hands down. It's just a natural reaction not to be jammed. And so I think he's a little bit late. Joe's going to come up. He's going to show some really cool stuff uh, tomorrow. I'd really encourage fans to watch that. He's going to explain what this steepness is, why he's steep, and how he can fix it.
0: Awesome. We will look forward to it. Caleb, we're going to let you run. Have a good weekend, my friend.
2: Thanks, buddy. Okay. Yeah, you got it.
0: Caleb Joseph, Blue Jays analyst on Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, Joe Siddle will have that on Blue Jay Central before the game tomorrow's. Yeah, uh, they've got weird start times. Isn't tonight like six ten and seven? Mm. Don't don't guess, Jeff. Don't guess. Tonight is drum roll six thirty five tonight, and tomorrow is six thirty five uh, tomorrow as well. Six thirty five,
1: six thirty five, okay. twelve oh five. All right,
0: so there you go. So Blue Jay Central.
1: The steep be thing. Six. The steep thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I, I really don't want to say overthinking it. But I – because I I do know Caleb said there that the ball up – Vladdy has – does a special thing for me. He has a flat bat path all the way through the zone, which is not heard of in 2022. Everybody's trying to get the ball in the air. For me, it is all about what you swing at. How do I maximize what I do well with what I'm swinging at? If I don't like the ball down, why would I swing at the ball down until I have to with two strikes? Two things for me. Looks like bat speed has went a little. (laughs) And he's got some lean back. You see a lot of when I don't when I whatever for whatever reason, the bat speed is a is an interesting thing. You know, you you think age bat speed should always be there. A lot of the times because of the season, how drawn out it is, how your mind is trying to catch up to your physical parts of your swing, it just looks to me like, and you watch a lot of Vladdy, and every fan, you can picture, you can close your eyes and watch Vladdy hit a ground ball. They all look the same. Do they not? It's not like the swing looks different and he's hitting a ground ball. They all look identical, and it's sort of what a combination of what Caleb, Joe, And me, I'm not sure. so sure it's steep because that's sort of down and through long through it. Like it's short to it, long through it, but he's got some downward. It's just me, it looks like just a little bit of the bat speed's not there and he's got some lean back. That
0: could be from... Anything I could it, be it could from? Be,
1: I have no idea why it is. It's just is what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's you know catching up to high octane velocity, how they're throwing him, where he, what he's swinging at, what he's trying to do mentally. He hears exactly what everybody's saying. Yeah, it's you. Know, Caleb said the, the exact name that probably everybody says. Yeah, Vladdy's hearing that. Yeah. There's so much pressure on this 23 year old to carry Canada to where Canada wants Vladdy to take him. It's a lot of pressure, and you can tell that every single bad. Even you know, I'm not going to tell you what the manager says to him when he walks by. Even the manager is saying, to "Vladdy, you know, take us where we want to go." So it's it's a, a combination of a bunch of things. And is it is it is it fair, Jeff? Is it fair for us to put this much pressure on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Absolutely. Answer the
0: question. Yeah, I think it is. You think Ab- it is? Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely think it is. I mean, the guy—the guy was runner-up for the MVP award last year, and would have won it were it not for the fact that unicorn. Uh, unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't think. See, I, I'm going to disagree with people. I don't think anybody's put pressure on Vladdy. I think the pressure has just come because he was so good last year. That—that's not the same thing. I no, no. I don't think it is because that. If you do what he did last year, you are going to have pressure. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel it, and you are going to have pressure. And and I I think of anything, I think maybe with Bo, there's that, because with, with Bo, the tendency is, okay, Vladdy did this, therefore, you know, they're the two musketeers. Vladdy did this, therefore, Bo, like, why aren't you doing this? Sure. Why, you know... Why are you scuffling more than Vladdy scuffling this year? I think that's the guy where the, where the pressure is on.
1: I'm going to say say two guys. I think Lourdes, if he could hit some more home runs in September, because of where he hits in the lineup, how many guys are coming up on base, base. having an extra base hit, a lot of the times is very hard. So maybe, well, I hate to say this. Scoot a little closer to the plate. Maybe he'd look to get the head out a little bit more. You know he's made an adjustment. Tip your hat to him. Letting the ball travel because he can hit the ball to right field and think that. The power to right center field's not there really with him. That's why you see the power of the home runs go down because he's changed his mindset. He's thinking more middle of the baseball than bottom of the baseball. Maybe if he could start hitting a couple of more, three-run homers would help. And, Bo, you just mentioned that. Can Bo get the head out? That's the big thing. Can he get the head out on velocity? The guy that I, the guy that I think is
0: I I'm with Caleb. I think Jose Barrios holds, holds August in his hands. Basically, if he, this would be a good time for Jose Barrios to be a candidate for pitcher of the month. in The American league, if he can do that, then I think if he can win his starts, if he can give the Jays a chance to win his starts, I think that's, that's the road to the playoffs. I really do. I think the hitting is what the hitting is. This is, I am not – I have no faith that anybody in this team who hasn't already been hot is going to get hot. I just think this is the way – this is the way the year is going to go. It's going to have to come down to pitching. I'm a
1: little bit more stubborn when it comes to that. I I I know.
0: But it's going to have to come down for pitching. The guy that I think is going to be in the spotlight a lot is Alejandro Kirk because of where he's hitting and because he cannot – he cannot make mistakes – like he made in that game against the Cubs. He just can't. He cannot be he can't be a detriment on the field. He can't make mistakes defensively. He can't be the guy that's always going to be, you know, the the double play waiting to happen. He just can't. And I need I I need to see power Where's from him. Lot? Well, we, I know we, I do, but, but I mean, you're hitting, you're, what, <laughs> you're, you're hitting third or, no, you're hitting third or fourth for the Blue Jays. You are. You got to give me some you. power you're, you're, and don't screw you're up. You're spot on. You're spot on. That's why I think Alejandro Kirk is, is, is good. You know, yeah, Vladdy goes off and Bo goes off and it doesn't matter what happens, but given what I've seen this year, I have no faith that Bo is going to go off. Um, I think Santiago Espinal gives him good defense offensively. I think he is what he is. George Springer, I'm still waiting for that two game, the two games he's going to have to have off. You know that's coming. You know that he's going to miss two games in a row at some point. He just is. Hey, Oscar, who the hell knows that you're going to get? Uh, it, but, yeah, I, I think Barrios is a good call. That's, that's a guy that they need to win all his starts. I'm with you. they win all his starts... Gossman's going to Gossman and Manoa's going to Manoa. I think but they
1: have to, I, that taken care of. I just think the offense really needs to show up. Like I just, I, Whether it's one through nine, whether it's one through oh, five. Whether I think it's so, but what's your confidence, six, but what's your not, confidence in not, that happening is, not, is what not, I'm but, saying. But we're trying to, f- you, you know, if, if you just think about it, it really consistently hasn't been there all year. Yeah. Can it turn the corner and it just understand that if we make a little adjustment because we're a good hitting team. They are. You know, even though they are right-handed, it's not obvious what the, what their weakness is. But if they made a tiny adjustment, Jeff, yeah. would it still be their weakness? Well, they haven't made that adjustment. I know, up in I now. know. That's my point. Is can they? Would they? Do they even want to? I mean, I, I, I don't know. But that's because I, I. This is just me personally. This is why I asked Caleb about why hasn't Brios did that earlier? Why didn't you do that ten starts ago? Because it's obvious it works. Sometimes
0: it's been I around think around forever. I mean, it's not – Sometimes I think, though, the pitchers I think pitchers can be stubborn. I do, too. And, I'm with you. I'm and with. if you're Jose Barrios, if you're any athlete and you've just signed a whatever, seven-year contract for a bazillion dollars, now all of a sudden somebody comes along and says, you know what? You should do this different. You're going to go, mm. I mean, let me, let me work this out on my own. I, I do think that, that, that baseball players are two things. They're eternal optimists because the, they're the only athlete I know that can be 0 for 8. And go out in the line and, and go out in the, to the – That depends go on you hit.
1: If I were 0 for 8, I'd be leaving my cell phone yeah. at home. I think <laughs> most,
0: most players are, inter- are eternal <laughs> optimists, though. But I also think uh, that they can be really stubborn, especially when they've got a little bit I of success guess, and made a little unless money.
1: Unless you stink for long periods of time, and it looks like you, you have had trouble picking up a baseball. For start after start. I just wonder that. Like, he he looks so good now. Like, he looks confident. He'll throw a pitch that's bad, and he's like, ching I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm not going to do it again. It's just funny how that works. DMs are open for Barker's back
0: leg bits. Your chance to talk to Kevin, to ask Kevin questions, to upgrade Kevin, whatever you want to do. We've got text as well. The text line is 59590. We'll have an extended version of it because it's Friday, and we'll get to it when we come back. It's Blair and Barker on the Sportsnet Radio Network, our home station, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360, if you're watching us on TV. Hello, Mom. And wherever you get your favorite podcast. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and English. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Pirates will open a three-game series tonight. 6:35, 6:35. First pitch.
1: Tune in at six o'clock.
0: Blue Jay central There it is. Lovely PNC Park. The gem of the uh, National. Beautiful. It is. It is. It is my favorite ballpark. Is it really? Yeah. Not even close. Not even.
1: Close. There's a few of them. Course field, I like. course <sighs> fields a good. Never been to the new St. Louis. That looks cool. On TV. It's. It's the old one, Big Mac land. I mean, it was, that was okay. I had the Coke bottle and bang practice. I think I did in the game too. It's one of my homers. Yeah. The,
0: it, I mean, the old state, the Olympic stadium in Atlanta was so, so, uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Old, old, old Bush was horrible.
1: Um, County stadium in Milwaukee <laughs> County stadium with the smell, of the of big the rats, beer biggest, biggest rats, this side smell, of the astronome smell like dog food. Cause they were making beer across the street and yeah. Big rats. Big rats. So cold. That's the coldest place I've ever been. Golly. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of other crap hole ballparks. I mean, everybody will say the trop. Big
1: leagues. Yeah. Love the big leagues. I like the trop. Try minor leagues. On for size. Uh, It is. uh... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank you.
0: It is time for Barker's back leg Bits on Blair and Barker, where you get a chance to text or DM and ask questions of Kevin Barker. My Twitter handle is Blair Barker's not on Twitter. I know we should no get him shits. on, but he won't. What? And he won't go on now for sure. No, he's no going to get a big head after doing the peacock thing. That's not Sunday.
1: true. You'll come, come back here.
0: Daddy, will you bring me a gift back from Pittsburgh when you come?
1: Will you bring... Will you bring me a gift? back? You got something on your shoe,
0: right will, there. Will, will you bring me a gift back? Like seriously, will no br- chance. Bring me like an, an Iron City Light or a Permente Brothers sandwich. Or can you? Would you bring me a gift? You want
2: me
1: to bring you a sandwich? Yeah, from Pittsburgh, P- Permentte Brothers. Yeah, yeah. What do I put it in? Well, I don't to know. get it to you to where it's decent. Anyhow,
0: bring me a gift. You always want. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't get to travel anymore. I don't get to travel anymore. So bring me a gift. You can travel. You got. Uh, you got
1: one, two, three, four. You got four days off. No. Coming up,
0: you're doing anyhow, nothing. uh Bob Thompson. But you will bring me a gift. No you. chance. No, I don't want any of that duty free stuff either. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy I'm that driving. promises to bring a that. gift and then and then ends up bringing like a roll of lifesavers, one of those big ass roll Trust of lifesavers. Me, you can count on. You're not part. getting anything. Okay. okay. Uh, this is from <laughs> Bob Thompson. Yeah.
1: That's true. The
0: fact the Blue Jays need to level off mentally. They seem to be in a mental roller coaster, and the hitting follows that dancing in good days, moping on bad days. I mean, it is that's true. That John Schneider talked about. Thing. They
1: are they I just are. I don't know how you fix. They're not, a roller coaster. I don't team. know how you fix walking up. I don't know how you walk up to a guy and go, "Stop trying so hard." Do you even want to do that? I, I th- the only thing for me is gets back to that you can't teach experience. And I really do with the with the guys that are everyday guys who just consistently hasn't been here before when it comes to down the stretch and how you have to go about every single at bat. I, how do you do that, Jeff? Like, the, I mean, would an older manager who's been around forever help? No, because you see, you still would have to go out and do it. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how you how you do that, and if we'll see that, and if you even want to see that, do you even want to see a guy on learn? How do you want? How do you do that? What if this is just a learning year for this team? I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm starting <laughs> you know, to be in I mean, that camp. What if cat. it is?
0: What if it is? What Maybe, if it is?
1: I, I'll What if this is the Bo Bichette that we'll see?
0: I, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, tend to think this is a down year, and that this might, you know, this might end up being one of Bo's worst years in his career. I hope so. That happens. That happens. But it a is hard worker. It, it, it's th- this is why I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the home run jacket a lot, but this is why the whole thing with the home run jacket, people's reaction to it got me upset because there were people who were saying, okay, things aren't going well. You're not playing well. Don't put the home run jacket on. That looks bad when you're losing. Then you're a front runner. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. You know what happens the first game that the Jays throw away the home run jacket, people are going to say, "There's got to be the clubhouse is in turmoil." Yeah, clubhouse is in turmoil because they're not wearing the jacket. A Somebody
1: threw the oh, table, no. and now they're not wearing the jacket. Oh, so
0: the jacket no. is what it
1: is. It's like Who the Orioles the chain jacket? is if, what it is. If you're a Jays fan, you want to see that jacket. And, and seven just, times a game. You know whatever. It's a hundred times a game. It, seven times a game. You want to see it?
0: It's a hundred and sixty-two. Uh, it's 162 games. I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat. That's kind of the way I, kind of the way I look at it. Uh, Avery Campbell. I was wondering when somebody was going to ask this, Avery, and it's an interesting thought considering things haven't been going as well as intended with respect to hitting. Should the Jays just go back to old faithful Springer, Bo, Vlad, Tao and push Kirk downward. I'd actually wondered about, but it's a good question. It's a good question. Do do you go back to
1: Old Faithful, the batting order that we that we became used to? Old Faithful here in September. September, you're in a playoff spot. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Who's your best four hitters? Springer. Yes. Flatty. Yes. Kirk. Yes. Lourdes. Yes. Draw a line right there. Matt Chapman. Yes. Top four guys. Oh, here, top four. I'm four sorry. Guys. Okay, I thought you were talking of who would be your fifth. No. Four guys. There's nobody to else. Oscar Hernandez. No. Bo Bichette. No. You answered your question. You want to get your best four guys more at bats than the other five guys. So the question is, don't overthink this thing. Like, this is, I understand that he put, he's put Bo in the cleanup spot because of who's not playing, and sometimes you got to, you know, I'll get you hitting here, But occasionally, just to keep you happy, I'm going to hit you here. Like, you got to read between the lines. You got to, you know, there's sometimes managers got to do things without actually saying he's doing it. Pick your best four guys. That's who's getting more bats than the other five guys.
0: Yep. Roger Deacon on Twitter. I don't want the Jays to make the playoffs. I want management removed and don't know if the staff should be even back. Wow. No one is having a wow year. No one in the minors to call up and no one except Alec Manoa is stepping up. Things are not okay. Don't want management to think it is. Yeah, I got to tell you this the management ain't going anywhere. Doesn't doesn't matter what happens this year. Uh they're all in long-term contracts. Uh and despite what you are seeing recently at or or what we saw in August at the major league level and despite what we've been talking about with the minor league I mean, could- system uh, that listen, it's the, the the cupboard is far from bare. I couldn't like disagree we,
1: more with that person. Lord Escorial Jr. is having a good year. Chapman's having a good year. Uh, Vladdy's having a good year. Springer, when he's on the field, is having a good year. Kerky was a was a, a all star yeah, all uh, uh, that closer. You got throws a bazillion miles yeah. an hour. He's one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, I, I, I
0: let, like what do people want? Let's, like, yeah, let's be clear, it's not that it was not a good August, and as you know, we talked about the minor league system. Austin Martin. Turned out to be
1: you know exactly what we thought exactly Austin what Martin we was. thought he was
0: gonna be. But the point is, Austin Martin was traded, Simeon Wood Richardson was traded, uh, it was a Gunnar Hoagland was traded for Matt Chapman. They they have traded prospects in order to add uh in order to add guys to the major league roster. So I just wanna make sure that we're that we're keeping that in mind that the minor league system right now—it's cyclical, and right now the minor league system is in a situation where it's got a, where most of its depth is young, most of its elite depth is young. It's not ready for the majors elite. yet. Arelvis yeah. Martinez—when I say elite, their top, their prospects are young. Arelvis Martinez is not ready for the majors, but you got to keep it in mind—the idea that the cupboard is bare is, and, and that every every decision these guys have made has been wrong is just—it's it's silly. Yeah, Ross Stripling—that wasn't a bad trade. Wow. Um, it, you know, to the George Springer Kevin contract, been pretty good. <clears throat> the George Springer contract, you know, uh, I think the George Springer con- contract you is going to be what it is. You need him for that September. Talk about year to year. Don't exactly. talk about
1: that three years from now. That's, How's it going to look? Because if you do, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Yeah. Because every year to year, here's the thing about every
0: long-term contract sucks at the end. It just no does. question. It Ryu. does. Every long-term contract stinks at the end, but. Kevin Gossman, there's a there's a bunch of stuff this this organization has done. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think the cupboard's bare. I don't necessarily even think a major overhaul is needed. I I do think that this is not this is this is a down year, and next year I expect to see the Jays come back with a more impactful left handed bat in the lineup. Sure. and I'll tell you what, if they have to, uh, the only guys that are untouchable for me in the off season, if this season. It, you know, Manoa, if this season ends. Vlade. Manoa, Vladdy, You're not going to trade Gosman, Barrio, Springer, anyhow, because of the contracts, but Manoa and Vladdy
1: are the only or two Romano. guys that are untouchable. Romano. And pardon one me, one,
0: or... Romano, too. I would put him in there as well. But you
1: remember next year, you talk about next year, Orioles might, might be better. Red Sox will be better. American League East. And, and the Rays are the Rays. Yeah. And I'll, American I w- League East ain't no I, joke. I, no,
0: but I'm also going to say this about the Yankees, though. The Yankees are going to be – the Yankees are old right now. The Yankees, if, if they don't win this year – Judge is a big deal. When Judge it comes is a big. Next or, but even if Aaron Judge comes back, if they don't win this year, that's an old team.
1: That yeah, that yeah. that that team. I'm talking about marathon of a season and, and fighting for a American League East title. Glaber Torres, will be in there.
0: Josh Donaldson, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Hicks. Those guys are old. Glaber Torres isn't. Those other guys and Glaber Torres to me is on the verge of just becoming Hicks a is, guy. I I I I think the Yankees are if the Yankees don't do it this year, I think I think they're
1: that might they're be the organization that year. overhauls. Gets rid of your Absolutely. manager, your GM, your
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's Boston's gonna do Boston things. Um Chapman time. Hello, Jeff. Question for the show. If Matt Chapman has a big month, down the stretch here, coming to the playoffs. Do you see the Jays trying to extend him this offseason? Uh, no. He's under contract for another they, couple of they years. Don't have I, to? Why would you? They don't have to. Uh, as we said, there are going to be a lot of things in play if this if this team doesn't make the playoffs. Um,
1: I think, you'd see I, I think you see before you would see him.
0: I think you entertain. I, you know, at some point, I'd be willing to have that discussion uh, for sure. Well, I'm not in any hurry. To get rid of Matt Chapman, I have yeah. been saying this all along. I'm 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 completely fine with Matt Chapman.
1: Just don't lead him off.
0: Yeah, I'm completely fine with Matt Chapman. Uh, and 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 I think I'm with you, I think that you know that Matt Chapman might even be more important next year without the shift.
1: No question,
0: you know, because you're gonna
1: depends on what they do with their shortstop position. If you go out and get one, if you don't, you may have to pay that person.
0: See what the text line says here. So I was on the text line a minute ago, and then I just it just disappeared on me. I really do struggle with technology. Mm -hmm. Don't we all? No, I'm I'm the worst at it. Ever? Pretty much, yeah. I pretty much struggle with everything that involves internet and all that. There we go. Now we're going. Text line's loaded. Uh, question for Barker's back. Leg. Say, would you move Guriela to the number three spot if you nope. would? And we already talked about that. Am I crazy for wanting to see a guy like Espinal, Biggio, or Merrifield in the number three spot? Yes, you yeah, are. You are very crazy. Brian in Orangeville. Oh, we can't tell you Brian. that, but yes, Brian. yes, you are.
1: Holy moly. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that a nice way to say yes, you are crazy? Yeah. Um, uh
0: Andrew from Swift Current, Blair and Barker. I'm thinking that maybe the Jays have been playing possum, so it's obvious now September here they're going to put away that stuff and go out and hammer outer half of the plate stuff.
1: I like it. I hope so. hope you're right.
0: Yeah. I I don't know if it's necessarily that way.
1: It won't happen. Love the show.
0: Lifetime 64-year-old grumpy Bruins and Red Sox fan in London. Can you guys explain the hitting, the batting order? Do the suits, the re, there's a reason I'm asking is, do the suits tell the manager and hitting coach what's best for each hitter and players follow, or do players have the final say? This is interesting because what, I think what, we do you, can, what
1: are you talking about, mechanical
0: uh, he's, stuff? I, no, he's talking about the order. Where and do you hit in the order? The hitting pecking order. Do the suits tell the manager and hitting coach what's best for each hitter they and give players a, follow? They
1: give opinions. Yeah. Because I, I only know this because I have had the conversation, and I did ask the question, and I was told by someone that it is it is they give their opinion on what that lineup should look like the final say is the manager
0: in terms of information to the hitters because we do know that the the the, the analytics people they do give in, they present the hitters sure. a lot of information okay does that do you know would that go through the hitting coach to the mm-hmm. players Probably, hey, it would go
1: through one of the... Yeah, I I mean, unless it's a special case and you have a relationship between that person who's trying to give you the information and the player. Let's be honest, this time of the year, if you don't know your swing by now, you ain't never going to know it. Let's not lie about that. This is a question. This is the
0: eternal question. Who has the advantage, a batter facing a former teammate or a pitcher facing a former teammate? Always be
1: the pitcher. He knows what he's throwing when when he throws it, how much he throws it, and how he wants to try and get you out. This is also the same part of
0: the question. Now, this is something I've actually kind of wondered about. Why aren't catchers better hitters when they see thousands of pitches at eye level and see a lot of spin and everything?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a load. that's a, I think the main reason is probably because it's not told to them coming up at the minor league level that they should be both. It's more important for them to get that pitcher through tough times of games, learn how to game call. Why did they send Gabby Marino down? To learn how to be a better game caller. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a good hitter. It's a solid hitter. A guy can mm-hmm. hit a 17 hopper to the right fielder. I I think it's more about that. Uh, And I think hitting the baseball is hard. Yeah, it, it's... Let's not lie about it. It is hard. It is a hard thing to do. That's why a lot of times it's very hard for me when I'm sitting in my car thinking about how I'm going to come on a show and be hard on a hitter because I used to try and hit. It is very, very, very hard. And now you've got that shift to deal with, and you've got high velocity and elevated velocity, which used to used to be always told, look down as a hitter. Look down as a hitter. Now it's
0: elevated hard stuff.
1: John Hamilton
0: in Nova Scotia. I, Barker and Blair. Hi, John. Wondering when you last heard anyone talk about the DH in the national league. It took so long to make this change. And there were so many purists crying aloud about the sanctity of the game. Baseball, Twitter and sports media. I haven't heard a peep crickets. Am I living in a bubble or could this have been done years ago, John? I've been telling people, I, it should have been done years ago, John. I've been telling people all along. I've been telling people all along that when pitchers hitting disappeared, Nobody was going to complain about so,
1: it. As soon as it was all about velocity, that pitcher should have been eliminated. Absolutely. Uh, see you later. Out and, you go. And more to the point, I don't
0: believe any pitcher who ever told you that he was looking forward to hitting. You know, like Marcus Stroman always said, I'm looking forward to hitting. I was like, no, 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 no. No. What do you want st- look like to see? You want to look like hitting.
1: stink at something? Yeah. Athletically? No. Yeah, no. good luck at that. I... Why do you think we spend so much time in a batting cage? Listen, I, it's hard. Listen, you think you do it once a month, and all of a sudden you're going to be good at it? Yeah, yeah and, and nice I also try, and
0: I also think with in this day and age of analytics, I mean, it's just the it's it's a waste. It was wasted action. Having the pitcher carry a bat to the plate was wasted action. Look, I grew up covering the National League. I hated having pitchers hit from day one. Guys I know who managed in the National League. I use Felipe Alou all the time. He's as old school National League as you're going to find. He hated pitchers hitting mm-hmm. because he said there's there's no strategy. Everybody talks about how there's more strategy. What strategy is there sending up, you know, a hitter to the plate or a pitcher to the plate with the bat? There's no strategy. The only strategy is don't break your hand. Mm. So, yeah, it's – but that is a good point. All the whining yeah. and the – over the past three years, nobody mentions it anymore. Nobody mentions why pitchers don't mention it anymore. Nope. Has anybody come out and said, you know what I miss? Oh, I miss seeing I a for pitcher standing September. at the plate. I'm going to miss that. You're the only one. That's a great point. It does make you wonder why it took so long for this to come what's about.
1: It, what's it going to look like when they eliminate the shift? Oh. <sighs> khakis are going to go nuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is it for Blair and Barker. Don't forget the Jays are in Pittsburgh. Easy, folks. Easy three-game sweep of the Pirates. We'll be off Monday, so you won't be able to call up and criticize me if they lose two of three or get swept by the Pirates. But we will be back on Tuesday, 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet, 590 The Fan 360, wherever you get your favorite podcast, We are going to enjoy our long weekend hope that you enjoy your long week.